Hello, everybody, your friend, your brother, prayer partner, passionate Ken. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys had an amazing, amazing holiday season. I know I did. I spent some great times with families and friends. We watched a funny movie. I ate lots of food. I danced. I laughed. And I drank a little bit. Not to the point where I'm super, where I'm drunk, but to the point where I'm relaxing. Okay, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol, but you know, don't don't get over overly drunk. I was still able to drive after you know drinking some alcohol. But anyways, as you know, every time I record a podcast episode, my mission and purpose is to motivate you, inspire you. And I want to use my God-given voice to propel you to greatness, to give you a different perspective and to kind of, you know, work on your beliefs, change your thinking. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. So the way we think has a lot to do with the outcome of our lives. All right. So what I want to talk about is something very related to me. I'm guilty of this. And. I know I'm not the only one that deals with this issue too. And what I want to talk about is being in your head. I want to talk about getting out of your head. I am very guilty of being in my head. People always are asking me, Kenel, what are you thinking about? Kenel, what's on your mind? And what what I what I mean by being in my head, I mean that I'm overanalyzing things. I think very hard on certain topics and it's to the point where it makes certain people around me uncomfortable and it has had negative effects on my interpersonal relationships as well because because i'm in my head i'm not present in the moment i'm just thinking and i'm entertaining thoughts that are not even real or have you ever been there if not, I know I've been there and I'm pretty sure at least one person listening to this recording have been there as well. Okay. And I want to really talk about this right now. Now, the reason why I am in, in my, I've been guilty of being an in my head type of person is because I've been hurt by people before. I've been hurt by churches I've been hurt by organizations, companies, and I've been discouraged. So what happened is anytime I'm, I want to invest into something or I'm in the middle of something, I'm always thinking hard because I want to protect my fragile heart from being hurt. So I'm always calculating and wondering and I'm paranoid. I'm overthinking people's motives and I'm constantly in fear of being backstabbed. Is that you? Is that you? Well, it's me. And, you know, I'm not encouraging you to be naive. I'm not saying just like be free. This is heaven. This is be happy, go lucky, and nothing bad will ever happen. But what I am saying is there are solutions, and I've came up with solutions on how to stop being a in-my-head type of person, okay? As a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with being in your head. It's as long as you have the right 
ideas and as long as you're sober in your thinking, as long as your thinking is pure and as long as you're finding a solution versus trying to protect yourself over analyzing yourself to the point where it's toxic, you're paranoid, you don't know who to trust and therefore you cannot connect with people, which is why I want to talk about what has been in my head cost me, um, allowed me to to cost me to behave. So when because I've been in my head a lot of times in my life, I've isolated myself from people. I've always detached. See, when Jesus walked on earth, he withdrew from the crowd. But I, but Jesus withdrew from the crowd to go pray and commune with the Father. I would withdraw from the crowd just because I'm thinking and I'm and I'm trying to protect myself, and therefore. Which brings me to step number two, I withdraw, I isolate myself, and therefore I have superficial relationships. Because, see, in order for relationships to prosper, it requires trust, it requires vulnerability, it requires you to be present, it requires you to listen. But I can't be like that if I'm in my head because I'm always worried of pain and I'm trying to protect myself. I'm always guarded, so I am in my head for the wrong reasons instead of trying to connect with my brethren because the bible says we need to love each other as we love ourselves if i'm too much in my head then that means i'm not focusing on loving my brothers and sisters so therefore my relationships are superficial then by me being in my head it allows it causes my spiritual light to be dimmed jesus says that we're the light of the world and let this light shine before man i'm supposed to shine i'm supposed to have joy i'm supposed to I'm supposed to make people around me feel good. I'm supposed to connect with people. I don't say date and kiss and hug everybody, but you're supposed to set a good impression. You, I am an ambassador for Christ, but if I'm in my head, I'm, that means I'm focused on myself. I'm full of pride and I'm not focusing on the other person and I'm not eager to unite with my brothers and sisters because I am in my head and I'm full of trust issues. Am I talking to you? And then... Point four of what what happens to me because I'm in my head. See, I am susceptible to demonic attacks. One of the biggest one of the biggest schemes of the enemy is to cause division. One of the biggest things of the enemy, the enemy wants us to 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 be divided. The enemy wants us to live in strife. The enemy wants to break up marriages, churches, organizations, and anything that can. Here's the thing about the enemy. Anything that can be positive, the enemy wants a piece of that. If you're if you if you're if you're involved with a group of friends and you let's say you and the group of friends that you guys are doing something positive for your church or you and your you and your partner, you guys start a nonprofit organization or any type of positive relationship. The enemy wants to break it up and the enemy wants you to isolate. And once you're isolated, then the enemy can play in your mind, especially if you don't live a life consecrated to God. And the enemy will play with your mind with a bunch of lies, a bunch of scenarios, a bunch of negative suggestions. And then you're attacked and, and then your relationships are still are, are negatively impacted, like really, really, really badly. 
Okay, so because I've been in my head, I've isolated myself. I have superficial relationships. The, my spiritual light is dimmed and I'm susceptible to demonic attacks. But guess what? I found solutions. I've had great, great solutions. Thanks to God. I knew I had this issue. I was looking for the solutions and thanks to the help of the Holy Spirit, I now have a solution on how to get out of my head. I'm not going to spend too, too long in this recording because each, each, each topic is a um, subject within itself. But one thing I've done to get out of my head, hallelujah, is to get counseling because the Bible says there is safety in the multitude of wise counsel. There's always somebody smarter than you. There's always somebody who's been through more than you. There's always somebody who has a, a, a solution for your issue. And there's always somebody who has a better perspective. So seek help. Get counseling. Read the Bible. Go to a good Bible-based church. Um, join a group. Join a community. Get help. Don't be by yourself because remember, the devil wants to isolate us. The second thing I've done, I've kept a journal and I've asked myself better questions. I've asked myself questions like, what can I do positively about the situation? What am I learning about this, situ this situation? What is the gift in this situation? What's good about this person? What's the benefit? What is God trying to teach me? And once I do that, I focus on different things. And now I'm focusing on the positive, then the negative. And now I'm giving God praise. And because I'm giving God praise, hallelujah, now the God is mad. Okay? Thirdly, I learned to be vulnerable. I learned to be vulnerable with people, maybe in a community, with a counselor. But most importantly, I've learned to be vulnerable with God. I learned to be vulnerable with God. Some of us were praying to God. We're like, gimme, gimme. My name is Timmy. My name is Jimmy. Gimme this, gimme that. Wait a minute. God is a person. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. And God wants to talk to you. We're talking at God instead of listening to God. We need to learn to be still and listen to the voice of God. How does God speak to you? He speaks to us through different areas of our mind god god's voice is still it's not forceful it has a perfect balance of um being strong and a perfect balance of being meek at the same time not weak but meek god will speak to us in a still voice is going to come from within it's 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 weird it's that still small quiet voice that's within us that we can hear no matter how loud the environment is that's the per as a matter of fact that's perfect you know a voice is from god no matter what's going on you still hear this voice loud and clear that's how you know that's the voice of god but you can't hear that voice of god if you don't talk to god i challenge you next time you pray have a conversation with god all right then lastly of what i've done to stop being in my head is i meditated on the word of god the bible says the promises of god are yes and amen if the bible says the lord is my shepherd then he is my shepherd if the bible says he shall supply all my needs according to the riches and glory through christ jesus yes indeed he will do this okay trust god know his words so get out of your head get out of your head by get counseling keep a journal ask yourself better questions be vulnerable 
Have a conversation with God. I promise you God will talk to you. And number four, meditate on God's word because the word of God, the word of God, the word of God is yes and amen. Hallelujah. All right. So get out of your head. God loves you no matter what. Remember, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Praise God.